Today is Monday, March 18th, 2013, and this is Radio Wave. Thank you for joining us on tonight's broadcast of Radio Wave. Our host is a friend of Medjugorje, and uh, the reason why we're broadcasting a little bit late is because of the uh, severe storm that went through the uh, Caritas area, and uh, so we've been out of power, and we've been working the uh, whole community getting power back up. So those of you that have been waiting uh, patiently to listen to Our Lady's messages and to the solid direction that you're going to receive through the course of this broadcast, we thank you for all of your patience and for all of your prayers. We ask that you remain in that spirit of prayer as we turn Radio Wave over to our host, a friend of Medjugorje. And of course, today is a special day, a special broadcast, one that we don't normally do because this is not the 2nd or the 25th. It's March 18th, 2013. Of course, Mariana, years ago, over 10 years ago, started to receive messages and apparitions on the 2nd of the month. But preceding that period, Mariana from 1985 lost her apparitions. Our Lady no longer would appear to her, except for one day, which would be March 18th, which was her birthday, but not because of her birthday, but because March 18th will mean something in the future that we'll know. And so in these days before the second of the month, we always looked with great anticipation, great excitement, because of Maria, Mariana is the visionary who actually has received the parchment in which there's ten secrets in which she explained to me years ago for ABC, a 2020 piece we had done and a Martin Sheen piece that we had done The Lasting Sign that she had all these secrets on this little parchment that it was given to her in the apparition this parchment is from heaven and only she can read it she actually has shown it to other people, but it didn't say anything to them. Father Petar is a, is a priest that she was asked by Our Lady to choose a priest. She chose Father Petar. She said that was good. And it is he who will read the ten secrets, or really the first three secrets. He'll be able to see the first secret. He won't be able to understand the other until it's time to read it. So if he saw it now at the same time she sees it, she could read it, but he won't. But at the right moment, when a lady gives a time, ten days before it occurs, he'll read the secret. He'll have to fast for seven days on bread and water. Three days before it's to occur, he's to say where, what, and exactly what happened, and when it happened. And the purpose of these three secrets to be released is to prove, and the final proof of these apparitions. Because still today, 
People who know of apparitions do not take them seriously. They do not grasp the significance of the moment. Yes, physical realities are coming and manifesting through the world, both economic, degradation, so many other ways that God speaks to us. That perhaps Our Lady is here for more significant reasons than just some apparitions. Just to be nice. At the end of Revelation is chapter 12, or toward the end, it says, But woe to you, O earth and sea, for the devil has come down to you in great wrath, because he knows that his time is short. It's incredible that our lady comes to us today with a profound message for this 18th anniversary message for Mariana. And I can remember many of them going to Medjugorje in anticipation and a great wonderment of what Our Lady would do. One apparition on the 18th several years ago, Mariana looked strange in her appearance. I was in front of her, a good base in front of her. It was open space to her. And she did several things in there that said this apparition was different. After the apparition was over with, she said these poor people, she thought, during the apparition, they're having to kneel down here for so long. She'd been having an apparition for two hours, she said. And she started wondering about people, how sorry she felt for them. And only later did she learn that the apparition wasn't but about five or six minutes. Mariana enters into another time. It's not the time of the earth. That time can last two hours. Often Maria said to us, this apparition is a long time when it wasn't that long. Or this apparition is very short when it was longer than normal. They're not in the same time frame we are. Sometimes they detect it, sometimes they don't. But that apparition was a wonderment that Mariana went on and on and on with Our Lady. And for her, everything was in fast track. If we speeded her up to be in a three or four minute apparition... For us, we wouldn't ever see that. So it's wondrous moments and wondrous times that we are in, especially when we can hear a message, fresh words from heaven, what's on the thought of heaven? Because what's on the thought of heaven that Our Lady brings, she says and has told us in the past, are conveyed from God. So what you're hearing from is through the intermediary right now of these messages to the whole world, the Virgin Mary, words that, quote, she says, Archivate from God. Our Lady, Queen of Peace of Medjugorje's annual apparition to Mariana Soldo on March 18, 2013. Dear children, I call you to, with complete trust and joy, bless the name of the Lord, and day by day, to give him thanks from the heart for his great love. My son, through that love which he showed by the cross, gave you the possibility to be forgiven for everything so that you do not have to be ashamed or to hide and out of fear not to open the door of your heart to my son. To the contrary, my children, reconcile with the Heavenly Father so that you may be able to come to love yourselves as my son loves you. When you come to love yourselves, you will also love others. In them, you will see my Son and recognize the greatness of his love. 
Live in faith. Through me, my son is preparing you for the works which he desires to do through you, works through which he desires to be glorified. Give him thanks. Especially thank him for the shepherds, for your intercessors in the reconciliation with the Heavenly Father. I am thanking you, my children. Thank you. This message reminds me of a message Mariana received in, I think it was January, it was the month of 1987. In that message, our lady said many, many things. And we didn't know exactly what our lady was talking about, except through time. And this message is going to be the same way as this 87 message was. There's so many things to do with this message that can be said to us for the weeks to come and months to come. Our lady doesn't give an annual message like this and expect us to just read it, understand it, and go on about our merry way. It's because she's asking us to go deep in these messages, to comprehend the message, especially this 1987 message. That being the case... How much more are we to explore this message? And so, Our Lady does something profound in here. She says, Bless the name of the Lord. Immediately, this conjured up something to me. Our Lady said in Medjugorje, one of her most favorite messages was a message, or rather, not favorite message, her most favorite song was a song that surprised everybody. This song some people rejected. I remember coming out of the church after I said something to somebody, and a Canadian couple overheard me and says, Our Lady didn't say that. That's not our most favorite song. I says, It is. Our Lady has said that. Our Lady has said this, and it can't, to me, when you hear the words, you understand why she said it. When you contemplate these words, but woe to, the, but woe to you, O earth and sea, for the devil has come down to you in great wrath because he knows that his time is short. A whole lady's plan here is one of battle. August 2nd, 1981. A great struggle is about to unfold between my son and Satan. Human souls are at stake. I know you've heard me say that many times. I'll never cease saying this to the day I die. Because nobody promotes this. Maybe it's because we're the biggest promoters of this message. They don't want to imitate this. For whatever reasons, jealousy, whatever it may be. But a lady said this. This is a declaration of war. And her most favorite song, she said, was the Battle Hymn of the Republic. And there's other countries that have adopted this tune to other songs, but you listen to the words of this song. And think, why would she say this song is the most favorite song? Some people want to reject that. But the words say, glory, glory, hallelujah. Glory, glory, hallelujah. Glory, glory, hallelujah. His truth is marching on. What does she come here for? What is her plan? The song goes on and says, I have seen him in the watchfires of a hundred circling camps. They have builded him an altar in the evening dews and damps. I can read his righteous sentence by the dim and flaring light lamps. His day is marching on. And goes back to the refrain. And many 
copies of this song minus us out this next verse. We found it only after we published it. We went back to the origins and we were shocked at what we read because it's about the mother of the Savior. You think they edited that out? You think the devil had a part to it? You bet. But it's back in there in the Patriotic Rosary. And it says, I have read a fiery gospel writ in burnished rows of steel. As you deal with my contemptors, so with you my grace shall deal. Let the mother of the Savior crush the serpent of her heel, since God is marching on. Her most favorite song? You wonder why? The power of these words are profound. He has sounded forth the trumpet that shall never call retreat. He is sifting out the hearts of men before his judgment seat. Is this not what all he's doing with the messages? Sifting out? You must choose? Her message was about that. She said, on the contrary, she gave us one way, on the contrary, she says. It's a sifting. He is sifting out the hearts of men before his judgment seat. Oh, be swift, my soul, to answer him. Be jubilant, be jubilant my feet. Our God's marching on. Our lady's telling you, be swift, my soul. She wants to own your soul. She's not speaking of her soul, but of yours, who she comes to save. In the beauty of the lilies, Christ was born across the sea. With a glory in his bosom that transfigures you and me. Our Lady has told us, I wish to bear you, as I bore Christ in my womb, I wish to bear you into holiness. With a glory in his bosom that transfigures you and me. We're to be transformed into Christ. Our Lady said, be a reflection of Christ. This song is a message. This song is the message. This song is 31 years of messages. The whole battle plan, August 2nd. The whole meaning of her messages. She's come to crush the serpent's head with her heel. While God marches on. And he died to make men holy. Let us die to make men free. Holy martyrs die witnesses, witnessing I am a Christian. And his truth is marching on. Isn't it amazing how Our Lady wants to speak to us? And isn't it amazing that the number one Christian song this year was Bless the Lord. And I says, Bless the name of the Lord today in her message. Singing when the evening comes 
worship your holy name You're rich in love and you're slow to anger Your name is great and your heart is kind For all your goodness I will keep on singing Ten thousand reasons for my heart to find So bless the Lord, oh my soul Oh my soul Worship His holy name Sing like never before Worship your holy name Bless you, Time has come Still my soul will sing your praise unending Ten thousand years and then forevermore Forevermore Bless the Lord, oh my soul Oh my soul Worship His holy name Sing like never before Oh my soul I worship Your holy name Come on, bless the Lord, oh my soul Oh my soul Worship His holy name These songs often come from the Holy Spirit because they are spontaneous, these worship songs. But it's pretty incredible 
that this song said, Bless the Lord my soul on that day. Worship your holy name. And our lady says, Bless the name of the Lord. Both of them say name. And it says, Day by day, our lady said. Do you feel your life sinking? Life is about to radically change. Man is always given signs before divine intervention. The woman of Revelation 12, the great sign warning the world, find salvation now. The mother of Christ, the great sign, appears daily to Medjugorje visionary Maria with a message. Without Jesus, you have no future. Come to Five Apparitions of Mary, July 1st through 5th at Caritas, Alabama. A 4th of July giving yourself your family and nation in consecration to the Virgin Mary, to Jesus, to heal the heart. Call 205-672-2000, 205-672-2000. See medj.com, that's M-E-J dot com, medj.com. You're listening to Radio Wave with a friend of Medjugorje. Well, he's very in tune to us on the earth when we walk, even our music, our songs, about him being our favorite, and then this being a favorite of Christians across America this year, and she just puts these words right in the song. It's so amazing. And so there's things to discover this way. And I said this message reminded me of the January message of 1987. Actually, it was January 28th. Nobody expected this. It's a very long message. But it's kind of an encapsulated to that point of 1981 to there. A kind of a report card. Actually, Our Lady recommends them. Our Lady says to Mariana in Sarajevo, she wasn't even in Medjugorje. She says, My dear children, I've come to you in order to lead you to purity of soul and then to God. How have you listened to me? At the beginning without believing and with fear and defiance toward these young people whom I have chosen. Then afterwards, most of you listened to me in your heart and began to carry out my maternal request. But that did not last for long. Whenever I come to you, my son comes with me, but so does Satan. You permitted him without notice. His influence is on you, and he drives you on. Sometimes you understand that something you've done is not agreeable to God, but quickly you no longer pay attention to it. Do not let that happen, my children. Wipe from my face the tears that I cry in seeing what you do. Wake up to yourselves. Take time to meet with God in church. Come to visit in your father's house. Take the time to meet among yourselves for family prayer and implore the grace of God. Remember your deceased. Give them joy with the celebration of Holy Mass. Do not look with scorn on those who beg you for a piece of bread. Do not turn them away from your full tables. Help them, and God will also help you. Perhaps it is in this way that God will hear you, and the blessings that he wants to give you and thanks will be given and realized. You've forgotten all this, my children. Satan has influenced you also in this. Do not let that happen. Pray with me. Do not deceive yourselves into thinking, I am good, but my brother next door is no good. You would be wrong. I, your mother, love you, and for this reason, 
that I am warning you about this, concerning the secrets, my children. They are not known by the people, but when they will learn of them, it will be too late. Return to prayer. There is nothing more important. I would dearly re- wish that the Lord would permit me to enlighten you a little more on these secrets, but the grace of which he's offered you is already great enough. Think how much you've offended him. What are you offering him of yourself? When is the last time you renounced something for the Lord? I no longer wish to reprimand you in this way, but I want to invite you once more to prayer, fasting, and penance. If you wish to attain a grace from God by fasting, then let no one know that you're fasting. If you wish to receive a grace from God by a gift to the poor, let no one know except you and the Lord that you have given this gift. Listen to me, my children. Meditate on my message in prayer. And so it is. Now we have today a message. And I've often read this message of 1987. I remember the profoundness of first seeding this. I knew where I was. I was actually on the highway. It was given to me on the way out. And I started reading it, kind of driving down the road. I pulled off the side of the road. I can tell you on 280 where I was. And so it is today we got a message with profound meaning. And one thing that's amazing in there is our lady says, to love yourself. When you come to love yourself, you will also love others. Our lady preceded that. To the contrary, my children, reconcile with the Heavenly Father. That's what our lady said in 1987. What she's come for. Why? Because the devil's come for you. And unless you reconcile, unless you learn to love others, how do you do that? That's what they says. You don't love your neighbor. Why? Because you don't love yourself. You're not capable of love if you don't know how to love others. Or rather, you're not capable to love others if you don't know how to love yourself. So to the contrary, my children, reconcile with the Heavenly Father so that you may be able to come to love yourselves as my Son loves you. People often do things wrong. They often sin. They often don't live right. And they hate themselves for this. But that's the beauty of God. That's what Ali said. Bless the name of the Lord day by day and give him thanks from the heart for his great love. Why? Because my son, through that love which he, shot, which he showed by the cross, gave you the possibility to be forgiven of everything so that you do not have to be ashamed or to hide and out of fear and open the door of your heart to my son. People sin. They want to hide it. They think they can keep it from God. They don't want to confess it. They don't want to be reconciled. Reconcile, our lady says to the Heavenly Father so that you can come to him to love yourself. Because when you're hiding from God, when you're hiding your sins or you think you can go and he won't pay any attention to you, you won't love yourself. You'll despise yourself. You'll also be agitated with your neighbor, your children, your spouse. You can't continue in sin and that be taking place. You have to be, as I said in 87, purity of soul. Sin brings you to impurity. It's what the devil desires. When you come to love yourself, you will also love others. In them, you'll be able to see my son and recognize the greatness of his love. 
Live in faith. You kill faith. You kill the desire to pray. And Allah says, God wants you to do this because he desires to be glorified through you. So it's important us to remember that often we're going to the places where we shouldn't be. It's always sweet when you sin. It's always something of significance that Satan gives to you that is not inconsequential as far as having desires. You'll want that. Otherwise, it wouldn't be a temptation. Jesus was tempted. Not that he gave in to the temptation, but he had a want for that because Satan acted on his wants. But his higher wants, fasting 40 days in the desert, was to reject that want. He didn't want any innate wants. But don't think it was flippant. Did he have the powers and the emotions of the human body? He wasn't hungry, wanting to turn the stones to bread. He was tempted. Jesus didn't want to let him in. Sin is appetizing. It's desirable. Every sip of sin from Satan's wells, like drinking seawater. If you've ever been in a shipwreck, if you're in the military, if you're stuck on the sea, they say, do not drink salt water. You'll die from it. It'll just make you thirsty. No matter how thirsty you get, no matter how much you're going to want that water, no matter how much is coming to you, you don't drink salt water and you don't sip from Satan's well. Because you know what happens when you do that? You'll want more. That sin will come on you more. You'll want more and you'll thirst and thirst and thirst for it and you'll get more and more thirsty. It's better to be thirsty waiting on God's grace. The river refreshment. What did Jesus tell the woman at the well who had seven husbands? You drink this well, you'll still be thirsty. You drink from me, you won't. Which well are you drinking from? You want to go to the ocean? You want to drink the seawater? You want to die? The world is thirsty and is drinking from the wrong well. Until we get this in our head, we're going to go for the honey. We're going to go for what's poison and what the devil offers us at his will. like honey but it's poison I swear yeah. and it feels like lightning but it'll burn the ground bare mm. can't even see the
We have the consequences of realizing a sin, seeing our sins in a new light. The lady wants to illuminate us. By illuminating us, we realize the things we thought were normal and were okay aren't so. And then we realize the way we've been drinking from is not something we need to go back to. And yet that parching thirst that's quenched so temporarily for those fleeting moments of thievery, of coveting a neighbor's goods or entertainments that we shouldn't have or adultery or even killing and gossiping because gossiping is killing the reputation of another. Scripture talks about being angry, slandering. All those things are fleeting and it's drinking from the wrong well. Our day is going to bring us to a higher level of purity Something we don't know in this world as it operates today. Because what we do on a normal basis doesn't seem to be sin. It seems to be normal. And so woe to you, O earth and sea, for the devil has come down to you in great wrath because he knows that his time is short. Is this not Medjugorje? After he was cast down from hell, after his fight was defeated by, or defeated with Michael, St. Michael, the archangel. Then the devil comes back to the earth. And he knows his time is short. Our Lady said January 1st, 2001. Now, now in this time when Satan's unchained. We've spoken about this many times. Revelation says, And when the dragon saw that he had been thrown down to the earth, he pursued the woman. First came Our Lady, 
in Medjugorje, June 24th, 1981. And soon after, Satan came to do everything he can pursuing Our Lady. And what he did is he told everybody this was a lie, not to believe the visionaries, just like I already said in 87. First, you had despised these, six, these youth, and they did. Even the parents, in some ways, did so. And then they got scared because they may lose their home in communist territory because they didn't have the courage to stand up or either believe in their children. That came with time. As well as it run the commun- went over the communists. But Satan came in and he made many lies, said the visionaries lies, the priests were lies, everything they were saying, and actually he held a dam up. This dam built up and the water backed up behind it. And soon it broke out. He couldn't hold it more. And then Satan said, yeah, the visionaries, they're telling the truth. The Virgin Mary's appearing here. Let's do this. And he started diverting the stream over here and over here and over there. He spewed everything out. Scripture says he pursued the woman who had borne the male child, but the woman was given the two wings of a great eagle that she might fly from the serpent in the wilderness to the place where she would be nourished for a time and a time and a half. The serpent poured forth the water like a river out of his mouth after the woman to sweep her away from the fl- with the flood. But the earth came to help the woman. This is what Our Lady says today. Live in faith. Through me, my son is preparing you for works which he desires to do through you, works through which he desires to be glorified. Give him thanks. Our Lady's preparing us for something. Something's going to happen in the world. Our Lady said, January 28, 1987, Wherever I go, my son is there, but also Satan. You just heard those words in that message of Mariana long ago. So Satan's pursuing the woman in Medjugorje and her work to raise up apostles of the latter days, as St. Louis de Montfort said. And through that, the dragon, being angry with her, wants to take up and destroy the world. But the earth came to the help of the woman. That's us. And the earth opened his mouth and swallowed the river which the dragon had poured forth from his mouth. He spews out utterly day in and day out, seven days a week, 365 days a year, blasphemies through radio, through television, through people, through laws. Everywhere the devil spews out. You can't go anywhere with that sin, evidence of Satan. There's no safe place now. Poured forth from his mouth. Then the dragon was angry with the woman and went off to make war on the rest of her offspring. That's you and that's me. On those who keep the commandments of God and bear testimony to Jesus. Live in faith, she said today. Through me, my son is preparing you for your works which he desires to go through you. Works through which he desires to be glorified. And so it is. We're to give testimony to the witnesses. We're to live for that. Our Lady says, live God's statutes. Revelation says, Satan makes war for those who are keeping the commandments and bearing testimony to it. We live and we bear testimony of Jesus in a wondrous, wondrous time. The solution for the United States is found in They Fired the First Shot 2012, the newest book by a friend of Medjugorje. 
They fired the first shot 2012 shows how Obama has strategized to handle the U.S. bishops, how Christians don't know their rights, what will happen if we don't change the path we are on, why people who would never speak of revolution are doing so now, and it's not with a sword and bow. They fired the first shot 2012, a non-fiction by a friend of Medjugorje, available from Amazon.com, Medj.com spelled M-E-J.com, or by calling Caritas in the U.S. 205-672-2000, 205-672-2000. They fired the first shot 2012. You're listening to Radio Wave with a friend of Medjugorje. We uh, live in consequential times, and uh, obviously it's, it's without a doubt Our Lady has in mind today's message when she says to thank God for your shepherds that uh, what's been on everyone's mind in the last days has been the election of our new Holy Father, Pope Francis, and people have written us from all over the world, uh, either in jubilation over this or in concern. Um, there is a number of so-called prophecies out there about some supposed anti-pope, and whether or not that's true or not, uh, of course, these are things that you can address. Uh, but uh, it's interesting that what you wrote following Pope Benedict's resignation and what this means in the time frame that this is all falling in, uh, particularly that uh, Pope Benedict walking out on the balcony at apparition time, and then this pope, it was after dark, and it seems, you, you wrote, that it seems that we're moving more towards a time of, of darkness entering into the world in a greater way. And so, uh, obviously, with, uh, with everything that's happening in the church right now, the first thing, within the first day or two of this pope being elected, there's already accusations against him and everything else that's happening. Uh, it seems that there's an onslaught against the church right now, but it's uh, in line with what you had written before that, that, uh, that we need to be mindful of the time that we're in, and it seems with the message today that Our Lady is telling us that maybe there may be some relief from this possibly, or when she says to thank God for your shepherds. Well, it's a beautiful thing right now happening in the church. What's happening in the church is Our Lady's coming to purify it. Uh, her presence is the reason that, that the things that's happened in the church in the last 15, 20 years that people call tragedies is happening. What other churches purifying themselves and addressing these things and rooting it out of the church? Nobody. They're adopting to those things. Well, it's because of we don't have married priests or we don't do this or we don't do that, whatever the stupid reasons may be, because that's what they're, is stupid and evil. We're really the one universal church out there as a whole which is staunchly against this. Remember, Jesus had one in his church, the first 12, who was corrupt. You're going to have that. You're always going to have that. Thank God we have the shepherds who are willing to purify that. And the ones who don't, they're going to be cast away. This is the principle of the way it works. Evil will not prevail except for the short term. Long term, good always prevails. The truth always comes out. This is why we go on with confidence. People can say what they want to about me, this mission, whatever they want to. I know I'm doing God's will. Because I've struggled and prayed, I've fasted. What do you want me to do, God? Not in every little detail. Not if I was supposed to take a right turn instead of a left turn. I'm not talking about that. But for the wholeness of spiritual direction, our ladies come to be our directors. If a spiritual director tells you today, you're supposed to go here, or you're supposed to go to Africa, you're sp what kind of direction is that? It's a spiritual direction. The visionaries ask our lady, should we be priests or nuns? She says, if you won't, you must pray to God. 
Even she wouldn't tell them what to do. I've got a problem with people say, my spiritual director told me to do that. He did. Why are you doing that? Where is he discerning that? His job in spiritual direction is help you find the direction, to give you the framework to discover your direction. Not to tell you you're supposed to go on some mission trip. This is what God wants for you. I don't buy into that stuff. And I reject it and I have a disdain for it. Every time I hear about a spiritual director, or oh, they told me to go do this. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. I had somebody come to me years ago and say, you're supposed to be doing this and that. I said, they're amazing. Go back and tell them they're, they're prophets. I'm fighting with all my heart to find out what God wants me to do. And they know what they're supposed to do in me. Man, let's put them beside the Virgin Mary. Or no, let's put them above the Virgin Mary because even she won't do that. When they ask to be the religious, the visionaries, I said, that would be good. But one must pray, what is he supposed to do? When, when Father um, Vlasic asked, should he found an order like St. Francis, Our Lady says, it's good to imitate the saints. But one must pray for the will. One time I told Maria, I says, Maria, let's go to France. You should be like Joan of Arc. She says, no, I am Maria. Now, it was green to Medjugorje. I didn't have all these things thought out to the message. But it stunned me. She's right. You have to be who God calls you to be. I'm not talking about you stand independent of your spouse or children stand independent of their parents. They have a right to form you. To which authority is over you is over you. But a spiritual director is not over you and telling you what you're supposed to be doing. That'll help you find out what you're supposed to be doing. Our ladies call, and the biggest movement in this world today is Medjugorje. There's nothing superior to it. This is the plan. This is God's plan. If I sound a little bit hot about this, I am. Because I just learned some things that I don't like about some spiritual direction that just happened to some people outside of here. It's not right. Nobody has a right to tell you, this is what God's telling you to do. You have to discover that. And this is God's freedom. This is God's liberty. He wants you to discover as well. He's got a plan for you. But you have to discover that. And a good director will help give you the direction format but not give you the direction. That's what good spiritual direction is. If somebody is not doing that, get away from them. Don't take direction. Furthermore, Our Lady's here as a spiritual director. You have to understand that. That's with the church. She is with the church. There's nothing greater than Our Lady because the church is in need of what Our Lady says today. Especially thank Him for the shepherds, for your intercessors in the reconciliation of the Heavenly Father. Our Lady's bringing everything back in tune. She's sharpening it up. And so all these things are really important facts. We're just people who just age. We rust. You know, we're not, we're not smart enough to realize that we don't know anything. If you're smart, you realize, I know nothing. And when you depend on God, you'll learn everything. You can be young, but that doesn't mean, that, what does that mean? It doesn't mean anything. You can always say, I'm not smart enough to know what I need to do. God's the one that's got the intelligence. He's the one that can breathe into me when I cry out or when I laugh or when I'm desperate. Not to lose what I have, but to return and remember, I'm nothing but rust in this world, I'm nothing but dust to which I will return. When you get those things fundamentally, then you can grow in wisdom and you can be smart.
breathe and we cry and we laugh We try desperately not to lose what we have But in the end We return to dust We all like to think that we know everything Until one day we all find out that this means something different Than what we once thought it did We age and we rust And I may be young But that doesn't mean, no, that doesn't mean I'm not smart enough To realize that I don't know anything Eventually find out that nothing here lasts Because in the end We return to dust We all like to think that we know what we're doing Until one day we all find out what we're losing Our memories fade with the seasons we age and we rest And I may be young But that doesn't mean, no, that doesn't mean I'm not smart enough To realize that I don't know days of your youth forget the whole thing but a moment or two you don't get to grow cause you grow up too soon I feel sorry for you and I may be young but that doesn't mean no that doesn't mean I'm not smart enough to realize that I don't know anything. Our culture today is an expert in telling us how we are to love ourselves. If we're depressed, we should eat chocolate. If we are bored, we should go shopping. If we are discontent, we should get alone and go on a cruise, go with our feelings. And that's the way we should love ourselves. But Our Lady says, love yourselves as my son loves you. And in Scripture, it says that God disciplines the sons that he loves. And he chastises the sons that he loves. And so we have this contrast here and in what way then are we to love ourselves in the way that Jesus loves us 
What, what should we be doing in our lives that would parallel this love that Jesus has for us, that we love ourselves in this way? When you're doing things for yourself and you're always looking out for self, you're doing, and you're putting yourself first, you don't love yourself. But if you're giving of yourself, you're serving others, you're pushing yourself, you're preferring others' needs before your others, you'll feel good. And you love yourself. So people who are selfish and they're going off to their sins and not want to keep their, their sacredness and their holiness toward God and, and reflecting that, which is virtue, which is giving self, which is giving love, can never feel love. You know, we have a lot of children here. We have to spend a lot of time. We have to stop and do what we need to be doing. And, and sometimes it's a, it's a distraction. But we give ourselves to them. And the people who are here give most of themselves to them in that way. Yet keep the duties of the work. Don't let it interfere with that because we still got a lot of production to do. And you're giving both on both ends. You're, lighting, you're burning on both ends of the candle. At the end of the day, you feel good. And when you don't, you don't feel good. There's times when I haven't done what I'm supposed to do and I don't feel good about myself. I don't love myself what I did that day. But think about those times you really went all out. I can tell in the spirits of certain people. When they're really giving and they're putting all out, they're, 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 they're putting everything in their energies toward something beyond self-serving, they love their stuff more. They're not looking out for number one. And at the end of the day, they can go home in peace. They go, in, they go to bed knowing, I feel good about what I've done today, what I've accomplished. But when you're looking at this, or I'm tired and I'm watching myself, you don't, you don't love yourself. You despise yourself. And then this, this leads to loss of virtue, and it can lead to serious sin. And this is a beautiful thing our lady said. My son, uh, my son, through that love which he showed by the cross, gave you the possibility. It doesn't mean he gave you a guarantee. You have to respond to it. You collaborate with it. You have to give it yourself. Gave you the possibility to be given, or rather to be forgiven for everything. There's nothing Fallen field angel, we just you gave that out Sunday. You gave it out because the homily was about the adulteress. And I wrote this lady incognito because she wrote as a field angel and she said she's fallen. She fell into the sin. And this has been a favorite among many, many people because it can be applied not just to that sin, to other sins. Because in the end, it's just pure selfishness. Nothing else. I'm looking out for myself and what I want. You don't even contemplate the consequences of what this will do to you both psychologically, to your family, to your loving yourself. You won't be able to love yourself. You won't be able to love others. The possibility to be forgiven for everything so that you do not have to be ashamed because it's shameful to sin. But God gave it where he didn't want you to do or to hide. And out of the fear, not open the door of your heart to my son. Because of that, many people won't open themselves up. How many times have we heard this story here in Caritas where people can't forgive themselves? Open yourself. I've done this, Lord. I've sinned against you. I'm sorry. Forgive me. And then you got the possibility to do so. On the contrary, my children, reconcile with the Heavenly Father so that you may be able to come to love yourselves as the Son loves you. He loves you. Just as if you've never sinned, just as if you're lily white. As a virgin who went through the life chaste, 
Jesus loved Mary Magdalene, who wasn't a virgin, who wasn't chaste. Pretty incredible stuff. And she didn't love herself until she loved Jesus. And when she latched onto that, she didn't care if she was martyred, if she was killed, if she was crucified. She even choose out, choose out the other apostles who were fear of themselves. Fear not to open the door of your heart to her son. She completely without fear came before her son, or her lady's son. Mary Magdalene did. And she learned to love herself. When you come to love yourself, you will also love others. You will never be in sin and be able to completely love others as you're supposed to. So to bring this question to full circle, what's important is to understand how big it is of a, of a thing to give of yourself constantly and continually without thinking of self. Most people think of love self as what Self Magazine teaches and feminists teach and all these other people. Oh, take time for yourself. Don't take time for yourself. When you give and give and give, even when you're tired to others, you will go to bed feeling good. You may be drained. You may be tired. It will affect your mood. You'll be more happy. And you'll be safe and sound. Our lady wants to come and point this out to us. She comes to save our soul. And we're frightened. We're frightened we're going to have to pay a price. It's going to cost us something. I won't be able to do what I want to do. Just close your eyes, our lady wants us to do. And you'll always be all right. With her, this is her way. With her, it's always safe and sound. I remember tears streaming down your face When I said I'll never let you go When all those shadows almost killed your light I remember you Said, Don't leave me here alone But all that's dead and gone and past tonight Just close your eyes The sun is going down You'll be alright No one can hurt you now
you know, I look on Medjugorje and you look back 31 years of apparitions. I found out about 1983, and I, I don't want a lady to find me. I don't want her son to find me where I was at that time. I don't want to end up there. And when we realize that our sins can be cast away so easily, through what I said, I gave you the possibility to be forgiven for everything. And yet we can realize we're only one mistake away from being left this way and where we were found. Once you discover that, you know you can love yourself and then you can love others. Who can bear the see what they were a year ago and a year ago, five years before that, when you were mature with Our Lady? It's in the arms of mercy that we'll find rest. Our Lady's come for this. She wants to show all these things to us very clearly. Here I am, Lord, and I'm drowning In your sea of forgetfulness The chains of yesterday surround me I yearn for peace and rest I don't want to end up where you found me and it echoes in my mind Keeps me awake tonight I know you've cast my sin as far as The east is from the west And I stand before you now as As though I've never sinned But today I feel like I'm just one mistake away from you leaving me this way Jesus can you show me just how far in the east is from the west cause I can't bear to see the man I've been come rising up in me again in the arms of your mercy I find rest Cause you know just how far the east is from the west From one scarred hand to the other I start the day the war begins Endless reminding of my sin Time and time again your truth is drowned out by the storm I'm in Today I feel like I'm just one mistake away From you leaving me this way Jesus can you show me just how far the east is from the west Cause I can't bear to see the man I've been Come rising up in me again In the arms of your mercy I find rest Cause you know just how far the east is from the west From one scarred hand to the other I know you've washed me white Turned my darkness into light I need your peace to get me through To get me through this night By the truth your word reveals That I'm not holding on to you But you're holding on to me 
just how far the east is from the west And I don't have to see the man I've been Rising up in me again In the arms of your mercy I find rest Cause you know just how far the east is from the west From one scarred hand to the other Time and time again, your truth is drowned out by the storm. We're still in the dark here in the tabernacle. The whole place is dark for miles around. There's no electricity in the whole valley, except in the studio. The whole community is gathered outside, looking, sitting in the dark, looking into the studio, the only place that has a light. And this is what our lady is showing us, to be drawn to that. To draw to the messages. They're sitting there listening about the message and what we say about it tonight. In the song, Bless the Lord, it says, It's a new day dawning. And so we have a lady present to us in this message a reminder of revelations. The serpent poured water like a river out of his mouth after the woman to sweep her away with the flood. But the earth came to help the woman. And so it is. You have a time of glory. You're called to glory. There's nothing greater than to be an apostle for a lady. And this opportunity is yours if you want it, if you serve others, that you can love yourself. We wish you, Our Lady. We love you. Goodbye. <laughs> 